welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast, episode 83. We're back. Jordan Pace, joined with Zach Henson. Zach, how are you? Doing well. How are you doing? Hey, doing well, man. It's been, what, a few weeks, maybe a month since our last episode? Yeah, and uh, we are getting close. We are getting this close. is that... This is that time of year where it's like always really hard to schedule things with people, not even just with like hosting podcasts, but like just in general, like if you want to do anything with anyone, you really need to be like a month or two in advance, like making plans. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you guys staying busy with uh, wedding gigs? I'm sure this time of year. Yep. It's that time of year. So out sweating outside. Yeah, man, I'm sure. I don't, I do not envy that at all. Um, Just going to weddings in general, like sitting in, like my seat as a, like an attendee, I usually sweat a lot. So I can imagine you and, and Sarah, some really oh, rough yeah. Oh, yeah. climates. Yep. Hey, episode 83. Um, this is definitely a wide receiver episode. Um, the first person that came to mind for me for 83, this is like, uh, this is like the white receiver number for some reason. <laughs> Wes Welker, 83. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably, probably the best like the original slot receiver wouldn't you say oh yeah yeah definitely. i mean little guy receiver five foot nine um you know when he came out of the league or came into the league out of texas tech i just remember people thinking this guy won't last uh and he ends up with 903 career receptions uh 9900 yards and 50 touchdowns a pretty good career for wes welker yeah and then, um, he just, then he just dropped off remember it was like he was so productive yeah. he was gone I know, man. He well, he was so good with the Patriots, and then he – I mean, he was one of the very few players, maybe the only one, that got to catch passes from both Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Uh, and then all of a sudden, he was, like, on the Rams, and then he was just out of the league. He had so many concussions. Yep. And he's now a uh, offensive assistant coach with the Houston Texans uh, with the receivers there. Another player that dropped off the map, another uh, white receiver, if you will, um, this is the first 83 for me that comes to mind. Drew Bennett, former Titans receiver. Um, man, it's so fun to watch him play. I mean, this guy was an undrafted player, um, I believe, and this guy right out of college, so productive for the Titans. I mean, the Titans select Tyrone Calico in like the second round, and Zach, I know that's your boy, but Drew Bennett outperformed a second-round pick. We are four episodes away from the Tyrone Calico. <laughs> we are. I know you have that jersey somewhere still. I will be wearing the jersey for that episode, yes. Good. Drew Bennett, though, 307 catches, 4,400 yards, and 28 touchdowns. Not bad uh, for the former college quarterback. Um, and then a uh, last one here. This is a Hall of Famer, best receiver ever to play for the Buffalo Bills, Andre Reid. Uh, in 16 seasons, the guy made seven Pro Bowls, 13,000 receiving yards, 950 catches, 88 touchdowns. Um, played in the late 80s, early 90s, so a little before my time. But um, some pretty good 83s, I would say. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Zach, before we get any further uh, and people stop listening, because I think they stop listening at like the 7.03 mark usually. Is that our average where people tune, tune out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um but I figured at the top we should mention some updates to the podcast. I don't know if we talked about it on the last episode very much. Maybe this doesn't affect a lot of people or a lot of people probably don't care. But um, you and I have made a few updates recently to the podcast. Uh, do you want to go over some of those changes? Yeah, we just uh, basically changed where we host the web or host the podcast um, with a different 
company. And so we will be able to host a lot of episodes instead of just having our last like three or four and then the rest just we have to delete. So now there will be kind of like a library of our podcast that you can listen to. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. More storage. Um, and I do know that we have a website now that we didn't have before. Um, who's, who knows what we'll do with that? Um, we may have to partner with Chase Gaw to put some cool content on there. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but hey, one thing I was going to ask you about too, the RSS. I know before we, we were, we'd put things to iTunes and they'd, they'd move out to all kinds of podcast players. Um, do we know if with, with this new site, are we going to be able to, like non-iTunes people, will they be able to listen? Yeah, they should still be able to listen. And, and if you can't, let us know. Um, is it not showing up on the Droid Google Play Marketplace? I haven't seen the last one on Google Play, but again, we're kind of in the infancy of using this new site. So I'll, I'll let you know. Yeah, I'll work on it. But yeah, it's, that's exciting. Um, a little bit more flexibility with, with this podcast. And to me, Zach, it shows a little bit of a commitment for the future with this podcast. I mean, we, I don't want to brag, but you and I pumped a little money into this. So I think that shows we're a little committed to at least one more full season, right? Yeah, definitely. We uh, chipped in some money and uh, got us some more storage. So we're committed. Let's do it. Um, Zach, beyond that, let's move on to the best part of our week. Best part of waking up is soldiers in your cup. Are you at all worried, Zach, that now that we have this new site and new, more storage that we're finally going to get in trouble by Folgers? No, no. I, right. I think I've listened to enough podcasts and people use stuff all the time. We should be good. All right. I feel the same. Um, best part of your week, Zach, what was it? Man, I don't know. what. I, I think we should get to yours. What is the best part of your week? Which I, think I mean, within the last week, I had a, had a birthday. Um, I don't know if you'd call it a milestone birthday, 25. 25 okay yeah does that feel weird zach because i mean i've known you since i was like a preteen does this make you feel a little old no i still feel like 25 is pretty young so you're doing okay yeah yeah all right um yeah no it was was a good birthday um one of my favorite chefs i've gotten really into cooking like in the last year and uh one of my favorite chefs who owns the restaurant husk here in nashville uh sean brock we kind of had a little exchange on twitter a good exchange that makes it sound like it was like a tiff but um, that was really cool getting to like, this is like you getting to talk to like Freddie Freeman or something. Like it was, it was pretty neat. Oh, yeah. um, so that was, that was fun. Um, one other thing too, that I know that you are going to love Zach is for years, like seriously, the last like six or seven years, I have been really cynical about the show, the office just in that. Like, I think the office is a good show, but I think people are like too obsessed with it. Like it's, it's a little overrated in my opinion. And like, I, th- I think sh- things can be good, but also be overrated. Okay. And so a couple of weeks ago, I decided to just, all right, I'm going to sit down and watch this show from start to finish. And I'm like halfway through season four. The show's great. Like, I love it. It's so funny. I still think people quote it too much, but I'm really enjoying this journey through the office. You're just now getting into the, the best, I think. I think like season four and five, that's, that's right where it peaks in my opinion. So I, I would agree. Um, but Zach, what, uh, what was the best part for you, for you in the last week or so? Um, this past week we had uh, hall of fame induction at Campbell ball. So Chris Mann got inducted and, uh, had a great turnout. So it was good to see, um, James Lane and Kelly Campbell and Jeff and Rob came out there and some other guys. So it was good to see everybody out at, at Campbell ball. 
Chris Mann make it into the fraternity. Made it. He did it. Yep. Yeah. Um, hey, poll question real quick, Zach. And I mean, this is related. I don't want to bring you back to me here, but this is related. We talked about um, my birthday and turning 25. And like for you, now that you're, what are you, like 35? Yeah, I'll be 35. So 25, like that was so far ago for you that it doesn't seem like a big deal. At what age, Zach, do you think birthdays stop mattering? And then at what age do they start mattering again? Does that question make sense? Yeah. Uh, for me, I would think that birthdays stop mattering really once you're past 21. Okay. I would say once you get past 21, then it's just kind of like, ah, eh, you know, another birthday. Uh, once you start creeping up to 40, that's when they start mattering again when you get to 40. That's exactly I, – I, I put 25 is when they stop mattering. Okay. Like I have my, – my old boss at work, I saw her uh, on my birthday. She said, hey, you're 25. I said, yeah. She said, congrats. Your opinion matters now. And I was like, oh. And so I just – and I asked her how old she was, and she wouldn't tell me, but I think she's like 40. So I think between the ages of 25 and 40, like it doesn't matter. They're, everything's the same. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'll put, oh, we'll put that poll question in, uh, in the Facebook group. I feel like we have a, a decent age range, um, mostly like 25 to 45, but um, we'll see what responses we get there. Um, but let's move on to the, the good stuff. I mean, let's, let's look at the NFL and take a trip around the league. Let's take a trip around the league. This is that time of the off season where it seems like all we're seeing is bad news. And if there's any good news coming from any of the players or any of the teams, it's getting drowned out by bad news. Um, so Zach, I wanted to look at some off season losers so far. This is like a list of people who have been suspended, have some legal issues going on. It seems like there's so much crazy stuff going on in the NFL right now. Um, and I think, I mean, we're recording here kind of late, you know, 9 PM central time on July 12th. So the thing that's really topical right now, LaShawn McCoy, Buffalo Bills running back. Zach, do you want to give kind of a recap of what's going on? Like a one or two sentence review. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. I, I just heard about this. Um, I mean, when did this come out yesterday? So it came out, I think on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah, in the last two days, yeah, basically just being accused of all kinds of stuff. I mean, you name it. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and so they're all accusations now, so we can't – I mean, we can't speak firmly about this, but the accusation, accusation is that, um, you know, LaShawn McCoy's ex-girlfriend, you know, was, was beaten and bloodied up and – There's like you a know, picture she, floating around. And- oh, it was awful. And, and you know, she, she made – or her friend made claims that, you know, McCoy beat up his, his son, he beat up his dog. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Um, Zach, is this the weirdest story you and I have discussed in the three years that we've had this podcast, would you say? Um, did we discuss the Laramie Tunzel deal on the NFL draft? Because that's the most bizarre thing I think I've Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's that's really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't this is weird. I mean that was weirder, but this is this is up there. And it seems like this time of year and every off season for the last three or four years, we have had like a prominent player. Um, have something off the field that yeah. li- lingers into the season. You know, three years ago it was Tom Brady. Um, you know, it's been 
Zeke Elliott last season. This year, it's it's uh, LaShawn McCoy. I mean, it's, it's one high-profile, big-name player uh, who a suspension or a possible suspension kind of looms over the start of the season. Um, you know, if he were to be suspended, miss six games or maybe miss the whole season if this stuff is true, which if it's true, he should miss. He should be done. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Zach, what, what would be the – I mean, this seems kind of cold, but what would be the fantasy impact if McCoy is suspended and won't play the 2018 season, in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, this is where you would insert the dumpster fire, Jeff. Um, yeah, I mean, just stream all the defenses playing Buffalo. They're going to be terrible. They'll easily be a bottom five um, offense this year. And I was going to ask you that. I, I, Me personally, I think Buffalo has the worst offense in the NFL, even before – the McCoy uh, situation. Do you think even with him, um, you know, if he plays this season or not, do you think Buffalo has the worst offense in the league right now? I haven't done too much research, but they, they may have the worst. Yeah. I mean, it's just, they traded away people and I'm, I don't know, but McCoy always seems to do well, but this is uh, it. The season's not looking good. <laughs> so here's some numbers last season. Uh, McCoy accounted for 33% of Buffalo's offensive production. So, um, and, and most are projecting him, you know, he's being projected for like a top 14 pick again, like always. Um, so this is a big deal for Buffalo. I mean, a guy that had 33%, you know, a third of your offensive production last season, not even talking about fantasy value, just in general, um, based on numbers, that's a big hit to Buffalo. Um, so, I, you know, we look at people that could replace them. Chris Ivory is the backup running back right now in Buffalo. Um, so Zach, this just sort of seems like a spot for someone like Adrian Peterson, who right now still kind of appears to be desperate to, to join a roster. What do you think about, uh, AD in Buffalo? Man, I would just stay put. <laughs> right. If I was him, I mean, I wouldn't want to go there. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I get you, man. And, you know, I, I would say DeMarco Murray, um, but he told ESPN's Adam Schefter on this week's You Know Them From Adam podcast um, that not only would DeMarco not want to sign with Dallas because he said it, it'd be weird without Romo and Witten and Dez, but that he's holding out for a Super Bowl contender. So he's willing to wait into the season to join in a roster, it sounds like. So I don't think we'll see DeMarco Murray in Buffalo. Yeah, I completely forgot about DeMarco Murray after he was released by the Titans. So it was interesting to see his name pop up and uh, hear that he's still out there. So there's, there's a couple guys that'll be interesting when they make a signing. Yeah. So, he, okay. So here's Buffalo's offense. If McCoy weren't to play this season, uh, quarterbacks, so, and we don't know who's going to start yet. I would imagine it'd be Josh Allen, the, uh, the quarterback they took uh, in the first round, AJ McCarron, the other quarterback, Chris Ivory, who I mentioned earlier, Kelvin Benjamin, Zay Jones, who I don't know what Zay Jones' deal is now after all that stuff that came out wow. earlier in the offseason, um, and then Charles Clay. And this offensive line, I looked at their starting five. I have legitimately never heard of a single one of these people. Yeah. So bad news uh, if you're a Buffalo fan. This story just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah. It's, yeah, bizarre. Stay away. And I don't think we even talked about Jameis Winston on the last podcast, but a lot of Jameis Winston news here recently too. Um, you know, this, this dates back to his first off season uh, after his first season in the league. So back in 2016, um, an incident with an Uber driver. And I, uh, I can't say that word tonight. 
accusation, an accusation of uh, Jameis, uh, can we say groping an Uber driver in, uh, in Arizona. And so this is a two-year-old uh, accusation, and it's something that is, is now being brought back up. And again, we don't have all the facts here, but um, I would imagine there's some truth to this, this claim because it looks to be that, that Jameis and his people struck a deal with the league because um, they didn't fight it, and he has a three-game suspension uh, to start the season. Um, what are your thoughts, Zach, on, on the whole Jameis situation? Yeah, there's probably some truth to it. So uh, three-game suspension, I, I would say like in, in most of – if you guys play in other leagues, uh, he may go undrafted, you know. But uh, probably in our league, he'll definitely get drafted. It'll just be super late, you know, since it's just three games. And, I mean, granted, you know, Jameis missed three games last year uh, with an injured shoulder. But he finished 19th among quarterbacks in our fantasy league last year. Oh, wow. I didn't realize he was that bad. Yeah. Well, you know who was 18th just uh, in front of him? Mariota. Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. So, and Mariota missed, you know, a game and a half too. But. I mean, speaking of Marcus, how lucky are the Titans that he fell to number two back in 2015? Anytime something off the field happens with Jameis, yeah. that's the first thing I think of is how lucky Titans fans are. Yeah. And just the Titans. And now Jameis is entering the territory of if he does anything, he's going to get suspended, you know. So, sure. Definitely treading on some in – in a dangerous situation for him in his career, really. Yeah, no, completely. And I, I think you're right, man. I, I think Jameis goes undrafted in our league. Um, you know, if I had to pick one team to draft him, I'd pick Ross Garrison. But, you know, we'll find out on draft night. I've got an interesting story about Ross. I guess we can talk about that later, but continue. Sorry. Definitely remind me to bring that up. I want to hear that for sure. Uh, another offseason loser so far is Julian Edelman, who was suspended for four games for violating uh, the performance-enhancing drug policy. Um, he appealed and the appeal was denied. So he will miss the first four games. Um, you know, I just, for Julian Edelman, he missed all of last season uh, with that torn ACL that he had in the preseason. He's going to miss the first four games this year. He's 32 years old. I just feel like it's, it's going to be at least until mid-October until we see, you know, the Julian Edelman we're used to. You think this really affects him and the Patriots this year? Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch the, the preseason games and, and just see how he does, how he looks out there. Um, if he plays, is he going to play? Surely he'll play, right? In the preseason? Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll play the preseason. Yeah, so it'll um, be interesting to watch him, but I'm also interested to see where Des Bryant signs as well. Um, I would think that he should, I think the only people that could really contain an attitude like his would be the Patriots. Um, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. But if it did, that would be very interesting. Um, and that would significantly hurt Edelman's stock, in my opinion. Dude, I have no clue what's going on in New England. You know, they trade away Brandon Cooks to the Rams. Gronk looks like, you know, there's, there's no – it's not 100% that Gronk will be back even this year. Uh, he's holding out for a deal. Tom Brady's not showing up to camp. Edelman's suspended. Uh, they have like 19 running backs. I just I don't know what to make of New England, but I do know that they're going to be a top 10 offense. <laughs> it just it always happens that way. Yeah, probably. You mentioned Des Bryant. Um, you know, unlike Demarco Murray that I mentioned earlier, Des should just sign with whatever team will offer him at this point. I mean, put money and pride aside and join a roster because 
I think he made a claim that Baltimore offered him and he didn't like the money. Well, dude, he hasn't been, you know, it's, it's been three months and he's still unemployed. Um, you, you said New England. Are there any other teams that come to mind? I mean, is there any chance he goes back to the Cowboys? There's a chance. I don't know if, if you know, they, they let him go because of, of money. They didn't have the – they couldn't justify what they owed him. And I, I just don't think he'll come back. Um, you know, I, the rumor I've heard recently is both Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, what would you think about him joining uh, the roster in Tennessee? That would be wild to see, you know, Marcus with such a calm demeanor, you know, around Des, which is complete opposite. It would it'd be interesting to see how they uh, – coexist especially in a you know big big moment in the game where he might not get the ball or something like that you know I just don't know if that would really work I'm gonna go ahead and say when it comes to Dez to the Titans I'm gonna go ahead and say no thanks which uh transitions us to uh our, I think our second no thanks of the offseason um so that one didn't count as my no thanks but Zach who is one player as of July 12th you're saying no thanks to in 2018. All right, you've heard it here first. No thanks to Le'Veon Bell. No way. No thanks. And I guarantee that Le'Veon Bell is going to get hurt this year. Oh, no. No thanks. You can't predict that, Zach. <laughs> I mean, Le'Veon Bell has been the all-star of H&F for, what, like three seasons in a row? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm shocked to hear you say this. What makes you say that? Um, if he continues this little holdout thing, you know, um, and if it lingers into the season, he did that last year, and it took him a few games. I felt like you know to really do well. So, no thanks, Le'Veon Bell. If he keeps, I'm I'm shocked. Do you think Brian agrees with you, or are you guys at odds on that? I haven't even talked to Brian about this. So. <laughs> All right, my, my no thanks is also running back, and this is in the NFC South. I'm saying no thanks to Saints running back Mark Ingram. And I know that sounds like a kind of a lame no thanks because he's already suspended for four games. But you know, even if he was active for all 16 games, I still would no thanks Mark Ingram. I just think Alvin Kamara had such an impressive rookie season. I think he impressed enough people in New Orleans. Um, he's got the youth on his side. You look at last season, Mark Ingram had 230 carries and 71 passing targets. Um, but Camaro, who was supposed to be the backup, had 120 carries and 100 targets. So he is the combo back. Um, and I, I think I, I just I see him solidifying his role as the starting running back while Ingram is out this year. So Mark Ingram, no thanks. All right. I like it. Speaking of Mark Ingram and the NFC South, Zach, I wanted to have a kind of division uh, discussion about the NFC South. Uh, I feel like in terms of fantasy value, there's so many players and just the four teams, too, of of all the value that's there. One of the most interesting divisions for fantasy football in the entire NFL. Um, So I wanted to rank three uh, groups within the NFC South. We'll start with the quarterbacks. Zach, if you could, just for fantasy value purposes in 2018, not who you think is the best, but I guess just in terms of their value, um, what they have to work with, can you rank – what's your rankings of the four QBs uh, in the NFC South? Yeah, I would – it's tough at 
I guess, number one for me because now you got to give it to Drew Brees. I'm going to give it to Drew Brees. And then you're going to go Matt Ryan and then Cam Newton and then uh, Lobster Boy at the end there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see it a little differently. I mean, I think you and I both agree, Jameis Winston – uh, putting him at last just because of the obvious character issues and the obvious he's you know going to miss three games. But, um, you know, on top of that, Jameis had the most lost fumbles last year for a quarterback with eight. Um, and he's not really that much of a running threat. Like we thought he'd be heading into uh, the NFL. Uh, he's kind of a, a running threat at Florida State, but we haven't seen that as much uh, in the NFL. But I actually put Cam Newton first on my list. Um, and that's, you know, I, I think they're helping him out with some weapons around him. You know, they draft DJ Moore, the receiver from Maryland in the first round. You know, they, they signed Torrey Smith in the offseason. Um, he's got McCaffrey coming back. And then Cam, too, where he gets, you know, his, his bread and butter and his points in fantasy is his ability to run. Um, he had 754 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns last season, which were both the most among quarterbacks. Um, in our league last season. So I put Cam there at the front. Um, and I can't remember where you had Matt Ryan and Drew Brees. I think you had Drew Brees first. Yeah. I actually have him third. Okay. And it's only because I like Matt Ryan's receivers so much better. And they helped out him a lot with, with signing or drafting Calvin Ridley in the first round from Alabama. Um, I think they have a great O-line. And they have both of their pass-catching running backs um, coming back and playing all 16 games, um, you know, so, you know, bearing injury, of course. Um, I like Drew Brees. Don't get me wrong. I put him third on this list. I just, I don't like New Orleans receivers as much as I like Atlanta's. You know, Drew Brees and, and New Orleans, they added Cameron Meredith um, to that receiving group. But I think Atlanta drafting Calvin Ridley, I think that obviously just trumps any move that New Orleans made to their receiver group. Um, so I'll go Newton, Ryan, Breeze, Winston. What would your four be, you said? For the quarterbacks, I had um, Breeze first, then Ryan, Newton, Winston. Yeah. Um, this one might be a little bit more difficult, but I think almost all four of the NFC South teams, no one really has a premier running back. There isn't like a, you know, a bell cow back like we see in, um, you know, like in Pittsburgh or, uh, you know, Frank or whatever team he's on. But um, can you rank the running back committees? Do you want me to go first? No, I'll go. Um, I mean, I think you got to give Saints number one. Um, and then two is tough, in my opinion. Um, I, I guess you got to give it to the Falcons and then Panthers and then Bucks. I, I went a little differently um, just because – I, I, I know thanks to Mark Ingram earlier, so I can't put New Orleans number one. Plus, you know, with the, the games he's missing with suspension. I actually put Atlanta. Um, you know, we actually haven't seen for the last three or four years that combo of Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman has been so good, and we really haven't seen much of a drop-off. Um, so I, I kept them at number one, and it's like a 1A, 1B, I feel like, with New Orleans right behind them with how good Kamara's been. Uh, I put Carolina next just with the upside of McCaffrey. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't think either of these bottom two teams have great running back situations. Uh, and then last, you know, I had to put Tampa Bay 
Um, they lose Doug Martin. Uh, you know, they draft Ronald Jones, but I just don't, I don't really like their running back room at all. Jaquiz Rogers is their starting running back according to the depth chart on our lads. So um, I, I put them, you know, Tampa Bay last with, uh, with the running backs. Okay. And then where I think the NFC South is just one of the best divisions in football is their receiving core. Uh, you look at the combination of the wide receivers and tight ends. How would you rank them, Zach? For the tight ends? Just receive the receiving core in general, receivers and tight ends combined. Oh gosh! Oh, um, you go first. You go first. I, I put Atlanta, and for reasons I mentioned before, I mean they're just they're so stacked with Julio Jones, who I think is between him and it's hard to make a case him versus Antonio Brown for best receiver in the league. You can make the case for either, but you know they have Julio Jones, Mohamed Sanu, and then you draft Calvin Ridley. They still have Austin Hooper, and like I mentioned before with Freeman and Coleman as what I think is one of the best, um, you know, uh, two-punch, you know, one-two-punch running back duos in the league. Uh, next, I put New Orleans. I like the Saints receivers group a lot. I really think Michael Thomas is shaking out to be one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah. You know, I mentioned Cameron Meredith earlier. Ted Ginn still has, you know, speed at his age. Um, and then – you know, I, I, of course, Alvin Kamara is a top 20 receiver at times. Um, so, and then I put Carolina with some of the, you know, additions they made, uh, especially with DJ Moore. And then, uh, actually, I put Tampa Bay before Carolina because Mike Evans, while he had a disappointing season last year, um, you know, I think Mike Evans is still a top 10 receiver. Uh, you know, they have Deshaun Jackson still who has speed at his age. So I went Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Carolina. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with that. The only part is there at the end. Um, I guess the wide receivers bump up Tampa Bay um, with a tight end with Greg Olson. He's pretty solid, you know, for the, for the, sure. They just don't have anybody at wide receiver really. So yeah, I, I, I really agree with that. Hey, and I forgot to mention too, with Atlanta listed fourth among their, so I guess technically their left wide receivers and their depth charts on our lads is Dantez Bird, who played receiver for oh, Tennessee yeah. Tech last year. Yeah, so he's listed at four? Uh, so fourth among left wide receivers. So I guess he'd be like seventh or eighth on their wide receiver depth chart, but still kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah, that's really neat. He was a transfer from Louisville who I want to say when he was like a freshman, he you know, caught passes from Teddy Bridgewater, um, then transferred awesome. to Tech. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if this is something you want to do, Zach, moving forward, you know, with the episodes we have leading up to the season, kind of look at maybe some division by division, um, and kind of ranking those position groups. I wonder what people around our league think about these, uh, you know, division rankings. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try and get some more episodes in. I mean, I, you know, the, the draft is sneaking up on us, obviously we've got about a month and a half left. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to try and do as many episodes as we can. You know, like we mentioned at the beginning, it's just like such a hard time of, of the year to get schedules uh, lined up. But, um, you know, I think we, we're kind of in that hunkered down mode. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just can't believe how close it is to the pre-draft meeting. And then after that, the draft will be here before you know it. Let's move away from the NFL. Let's talk a little CMB League news. Zach, first thing I want to mention, the I don't know if you call it a trailer for the season, a little teaser video that Chase Goff put together. This was 
the high, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of posts recently because yeah. it's just kind of dead period, but that was, that was nice. Yeah. I thought that was well done by chase and, uh, everybody should have liked that post. Um, yes, that took, that took some serious time. So thanks to chase for doing that. And, uh, Looking forward to more videos this season. I've had some motivation recently. Like, you know, I'm kind of beyond the ice bucket. I mean, it's it's in the past. You know, that's kind of the whole reason you do that, kind of wash away the season. Okay. Uh, and then Chase, right at the beginning of that teaser, had a little clip of me getting the ice buckets thrown on me. Uh-huh. Um, when I was getting kind of some content prepared for this podcast, I went to our league page in Yahoo and the rankings are still from last season, and I'm in last. So I saw my name there at the bottom. I have some motivation heading into this season, I'll say. You know, I never saw any video clip of Jake either. So I'm wondering if there's a little collusion there with Jake. So, Or Chase has something out against Pace in your face. Yeah, that too. I might have a new rival in my hands. There's some uh, storylines there that we need to discuss for sure absolutely we're always looking for content uh, maybe not like LaShawn McCoy kind of news but just something in the offseason to talk about yeah right yeah um which another thing to talk about is money league fees Zach who's left who hasn't paid let's call them out I just don't have the list of people that have paid Jake's paid you've paid Rish has paid Jay and Jacob paid Chase paid and so that leaves out everybody else. If I didn't call your name, you haven't paid yet. So super easy to do it now with all the different apps and, you know, PayPal or whatever. So, um, but that brings me to this. I have been texting one Ross Garrison over and over. Let me tell you how many texts I have sent him with no reply. One, <laughs> two, three, four, five six seven text messages and these aren't all like all about camel ball um or the fantasy league i was trying to get him to do like a devo for camel ball he said he would do it then i started sending him dates nothing wouldn't do nothing so finally yesterday i was like are you guys playing nothing i waited you guys as you guys as a human read right yeah yeah and i say are you and your brother playing fantasy this year? Because, I mean, at this point, I haven't heard anything from him. He hasn't posted nothing. So I'm kind of wondering, like, do we need to get a replacement? You know, I'm, I'm almost thinking I need to get a replacement. Because um, I feel like everybody else is in for sure except for, for Ross. So Ross I mean, and- if, Ross. If, we, if we need a replacement, the first person that comes to mind is Roderick Henderson. <laughs> Reach out to him over Twitter, maybe yeah. get him in our league. Yeah, that would be interesting. But yeah, what's going on with Ross, man? Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw his – well, I saw today where Ross's team was registered in the league. Is that auto-generated or they do it themselves? It's auto-generated, yeah. Oh, so, okay, got it. Yeah, it, it renews the league. But let me tell you this. So all the while, while, while Ross is not answering me all these days, I mean, this is, this is going back to – I asked him on May 2nd if he could do a Devo, and he said, sure. And I sent him dates immediately afterwards, and that's the last time I heard him text. That was it, May 2nd. You think so, maybe, he's, maybe he's a little jealous that Chris Mann was put in the Campbell Hall of Fame and not Ross Garrison? He didn't know about it back then. He didn't even know about yeah, it. So, that's a good point. 
So, anyways, LeBron James signs with the Lakers. <laughs> Ross is one of those guys on social media. He doesn't post anything. He's just kind of like a creeper, you know? Like, he wants to see stuff, read it, but he's yeah. not posting anything. Then, LeBron James signs with the Lakers. Ross probably posted a picture of LeBron James maybe within 20 minutes of that news breaking and said the greatest Laker of all time from his Instagram. <laughs> So he broke his silence that way. So that's how I knew Ross was alive. So today I wrote him and I said, Ross, answer me or else. <laughs> Immediately, I get a PayPal notification on my phone for $25. And I, so said, back. I said, what is this? I said, silent treatment. I said, do you have a statement for the podcast? And all he sent back was a GIF of Johnny Manziel doing the money sign for Texas A&M. I have no idea what any of this means. I don't know if his brother's back, but Ross is in. But that, I mean, that's all I know. Two explanations here. Either Ross has something seriously weird going on right now, or he knows how to sell a joke, and he's playing the silent treatment, and he's playing some big, elaborate comeback. I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just hope he shows up, you know, to the draft. So, yeah, same. No, I I agree. It, you know, it's better when Ross is there. It is. But anyways, guys, pay if you can. If you can't, though, that's fine. We would love to put you in a separate pool to give everybody else an advantage. So, uh, take your time if you want to. That's fine. Hey, speaking of the NBA, what's the status update on the Sean Kemp Scholarship Fund? Nobody else has donated to the uh, Sean Kemp Scholarship Fund, so. Yeah, that's it. So they have to specify where the money's going to in Venmo? Is that what you're telling me? Right, yeah. So Okay. All right. Well, hey, Sean, you know, Jake and I tried. Yeah, you guys gave it a shot. Good job. Hey, speaking of Jake, this is someone who, you know, makes his opinion and his voice heard. That's not a bad thing. We like that in our league. Uh, we asked, you know, late notice, of course, but we asked last night about some uh, up- upcoming league changes. Um, we could make to our fantasy league. Didn't really receive any response. I know Jacob was about to mention the same old, same old. Um, Zach, is there anything that comes to mind when you think of league changes? Are we going to make any changes this year? I mean, if nobody wants to nominate anything, I don't think so. Um, and so, I mean, if that's the case, we won't vote on anything. So, um, I don't. I really don't have anything. I mean, we could always go down the – we ever wanted to do keepers or something like that, but um, I'm not going to be the one to nominate it. So if anybody has something they want to nominate, then we can talk about it on the board. That's what I would like to do is discuss it on Facebook first for us to discuss it here. And uh, then when we come to the pre-draft meeting on July 30th, we all have a educated decision, you know, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Um, you know, so people, you know, go on, go on the group response to the thread. Uh, I think there is one rule that Zach obviously has said numerous times before is not going to happen. One rule change. Uh, but anything else throw out there willing to discuss on here, Zach, let's move on to our last segment here. The tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Zach, you want to go first? Mine's not really of the week, but it's uh since we talked last. Sure. Uh, did I did I mention this on the last show, the Jeff Rancor thing? 
Uh, no, I think it's happened since then, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I tweeted out at Jeff Rancor. He's um, he he's broadcasting now. He's in the broadcast booth for uh, the Braves and really active on social media. So, anyways, we tweeted at him and told him the story that I posted in the Facebook group talking about when he threw the ball to us. You remember that? So, um, anyways, I thought you know I'm going to let him know we appreciate it. Send him the story and and the pictures that I had and stuff like that. Anyways, tweeted it at him. He replied back and said he remembered it. And, uh, you know, that was that, which was cool. And um, anyways, it got liked almost a thousand times, I think, from him. So, uh, or from his followers or whatever, when he replied to it. So I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I, I saw that. I, I was one of those thousand likes. Hey, appreciate it. Um, my tweet of the week, this happened actually uh, on Wednesday or Tuesday, rather. Um, Lauren uh, Good, she tweeted, uh, which app has changed your life the most in the past 10 years? Uh, and so Adrian Crawford, at CrawF33, says mozzarella sticks. <laughs> so instead of, like, you know, application, you obviously was going the appetizer route. I can respect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zach, great episode we're, we're back to talking about football, actual football, like things that are going to happen this upcoming season. Hopefully this time, next time we host a podcast, which I hope is next week or the week after, uh, we're not talking about any NFL players being accused of beating their wife, kid, and dog, all three. I mean, the trifecta. Let's hope that doesn't happen before the next episode. Yeah, for real. And we can talk some more, uh, some more NFL and fantasy football. That's right. Eight Sundays away this Sunday. Hey, speaking of the NFC South, let's eat a W. That's a W. Let's eat one.